Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. It is Thursday morning, the 20th of April, 2023. Getting very close to the weekend. New round of the National Rugby League kicking off tonight. All very exciting. Daniel Pettigrew with you over the course of the next hour. We're broadcasting, as always, through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Phone number to call 1300. 01-1170. You can text 0457-736-736 as always. And I've got a couple of Chargrill Charlie vouchers to give away again this morning for the best texters, the best callers on the open line and the text line. So get involved in the show. Plenty to talk about. We'll uh, tell you what's on the agenda in just a second. And that's all before breakfast with Vossi and Brandy coming up from 6am through SDN 1170 AM. For our Queensland listeners, you will get Patton Heels from 6am. Plenty to talk about. A lot of news coming out in the world of rugby league. The cricket, we'll get to that as well uh, with the Ashes squad announced yesterday. And being a Thursday morning, we will go all the way, not literally, but on the phone to Chris Perkins in America to get all the latest sport from America. So a lot to get through on this Thursday morning. one 1170 the open line number. Or you can text 0457-736-736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Now, before we get to the news of the day, and there is a lot of it around as we head into round eight of the National Rugby League, a bit like last Thursday, uh, the games of the round eight kicks off tonight with the game between uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Penrith Panthers. These two teams have met previously this year already. It's a one of the weird things, isn't it, about the NRL draw? But anyway, South of the Panthers at a core stadium, 7.50 p.m. tonight. You'll hear it here on SEN. Your score predictions. Who's going to win? You can give me a headline out of the game as well if you want. But score predictions. Who's going to win? The closest. I'll save all the texts. You can call up with a score prediction as well. Um, I'll save all of them. And the closest, or maybe you'll be bang on the money, uh, you'll win a Chargrilled Charlie vouchers to, voucher tomorrow. So send your text through who is going to win and what's the scoreline going to be? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 And help um, our fellow, fellow listeners, your fellow listeners out there as well because this is a really hard game to tip, I reckon. You look how Souths have played over the past couple of weeks and Penrith, uh, whilst they won against the Newcastle Knights in Golden Point last Saturday thanks to a Nathan Cleary field goal, They've been good in recent weeks, in particular that performance against Manly. But uh, I think it'll be tricky. I think it'll be an interesting game. They beat them about six weeks ago, Penrith. Can history repeat? Your score predictions, 0457 736 736. Maybe a headline as well. Get creative. I know it's early, but try to. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Winners, uh, Closest two will win a Chargrill Charlie voucher tomorrow on the show. But I've got a couple of giveaways today as well for your best contributions. Let's see what is making news at four past five. Now, back page of today's Daily Telegraph in Sydney has a big picture of Jerome Luai. Um, and it says, former leading referees have told Penrith star Jerome Luai to get a haircut. Ahead of tonight's blockbuster against South Sydney, claiming any further hair-pulling drama should be his problem and fair game. Uh, Bill Harrigan came out and said, there's an answer, get a haircut. 
Now, Jerome Luai has no plans to get that haircut after posting an image of himself on Instagram with the caption, let it flow. Now, I know Brandy came out, came out um, on Monday, I think, and said something along the lines of that if the hair goes down past the jersey or on the jersey, it basically is fair game. Now, I thought, um, and I had my say about this on Monday morning, but I, I thought the penalty against Tyson Frizzell on Saturday was were pretty uncalled was pretty uncalled for. Um, I, I don't think he even got much hair. I know he got a bit of it, but that's going to happen when you have long hair. Um, it's an interesting one. Now Jerome Law shouldn't shouldn't be forced to get a haircut if that's how he wants to uh, wear his hair. Um, but I do understand uh, where they are coming from a bit. Um, Bill Harrigan continued to say, there's an answer, get a haircut. If a bloke is going for the jersey and a bloke has long hair down past his collar, then bad luck. Uh, Harrigan, of course, refereed 393 NRL games. Steve Lyons agreed, adding, get a haircut, former referee. If your hair is out and down past your jumper, it's going to get pulled. It's pretty simple. Accidents happened. Uh, And the great Greg Hartley, who controlled 174 first-grade games, said his hair was that long that it was hanging down over his jumper. I would have let it go. It is an interesting one because, look, we may see this again tonight or over the next few weeks. Um, I thought at the time, very harsh for the Knights to concede a penalty in that situation. I understand it would hurt. Of course it would hurt. And you'd probably want to stop play. But I just don't know about a penalty. Your thoughts? Um, Should Jerome Luai get a haircut? Uh, But more seriously... In incidences like that, um, which was a pure accident, should it have been a penalty or not? Should it be a penalty or not in the future, or is it fair game? Do you agree with Bill Harrigan, Steve Lyons, Greg Hartley, what Brandy was saying earlier on in the week? 0457 736 736. And would it be simply solved if Jerome Loy just got a haircut? I mean, I suppose it would. Uh, 0457 736 736, our text number, open line 1300 01 1170. It's seven past five. Now, one of the other big stories of the week was the dropping of Sam Walker uh, by the Sydney Roosters to reserve grade. We know we talked about it yesterday with Joey Manu lining up at 5'8 alongside Luke Keery for their game on Anzac Day on Tuesday against the Dragons. Uh, Now, more news coming out about that over the course of the past 24 hours. Article in the Sydney Morning Herald, it was on Nine News as well uh, last night, uh, saying or suggesting there is a difference of opinion over how the Roosters should attack and that has led to tension between the family of Sam Walker and the Roosters' coaching staff. So sources with knowledge of the situation, uh, talking on the condition of being anonymous, told the uh, Sydney Morning Herald that Walker's family are privately claiming the Roosters don't play a style of football that suits Sam Walker's strengths. Now, the Walker family has privately raised concerns over the club's game plan and the influence of half's consultant Cooper Cronk on the style of football Walker is being asked to play. Uh, Walker's uh, father, Ben, and Uncle Shane, we know are renowned for their off-the-cuff freestyle brand of football. Uh, they coach at Ipswich in the Queensland Cup. The family believes Walker is hamstrung by the attack style of the Roosters, which is influenced by Cronk. Um, so we know... Uh, Cooper Cronk, former Melbourne Premiership winner, Roosters Premiership winner, played so many games for Queensland and Australia. But he is regarded as one of the best structured halfbacks in the history of the game and obviously had a major impact 
on the Roosters when he joined them in 2018. Now, while he is not one of Robinson's assistants, Kronk still works with the club's halves and attacking players. Um, so Walker, unlikely to be critical publicly of them, um, of him, but uh, the Roosters claim they have no issue with Walker and want him to spend time in reserve grade to rediscover his form. They see him as a long-term halfback. So in Walker's debut season in 2021, he racked up 19 tri-assists in 21 games. He has just two this season. And the Roosters, we know, have lost two games in a row against Melbourne and Cronulla scoring three tries in just 160 minutes. It is an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think there is an argument uh, that the Roosters have played structured football this year. But to be honest, and we got a text through to the show yesterday, and I can't quite remember who it was from, but we got a text through to the show yesterday that said, look, the Roosters game plan hasn't really changed much in five years. Now, I would argue it hasn't really changed much in 10 years. Uh, obviously, Trent Robinson took co- uh, took over as coach in 2013, won that premiership, which was great for Roosters fans uh, in his first year. But a lot of the attacking style is still the same. Obviously, there's been tweaks. Every club has tweaks, but it's not changed a lot. The kicking game dates prior to when Cooper Cronk left the Melbourne Storm to go to the Roosters. It is very predictable. So maybe there is an argument about the fact that the Roosters are maybe a little too structured. Um, and we know when Sam Walker came into first grade, he was running the ball. He, he And a lot of things, obviously, a lot of clubs who were playing Sam Walker that year had never seen Sam Walker play or only maybe seen bits and pieces on tape in reserve grade. So there is probably the argument that when Sam Walker came into first grade for the Roosters, he took a lot of clubs by surprise because they didn't quite know how... He played, but now a little different. They've been able to watch him for two years. So what do you reckon? Are the Roosters too structured, or are they being a little too critical of Sam Walker? 045, or Cooper Cronk, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 is the open line number. Uh, Sam Walker's family, apparently critical of Cooper Cronk, saying the Roosters are too structured. Do you agree? Do you not agree? one 1170 or 0457-736-736. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how they hit back on Tuesday against the Dragons, who also have some major issues uh, themselves. And we've seen that over the past few weeks. And they're still on a hu- the hunt for their new coach, potentially. Anthony Griffin, uh, I don't think he'll be there next year somehow. But anyway... Do you agree? Do you think the Roosters have been too structured over the past five or six years? As I say, I don't think their game plan has changed a lot in five or six years, and maybe that's half the problem. Maybe it is becoming a little predictable. And as I say, when Sam Walker first came onto the scene, no one knew of him. Um, Now... Clubs can study him, and maybe he needs to change up his game as well. Your thoughts on all of that? 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line anytime, 1300 01 1170. Uh, news around Joseph Suitley as well. We'll get to that. But the cricket, uh, the Ashes squad announced yesterday. Now, you would have heard Matty White tell us as well, uh, our big announcement yesterday, that SCN will be covering the Ashes. We've also got the World Test Championship as well. So really looking forward 
to that. Australia has unveiled, though, a 17-player squad uh, for the first three tests for this winter's highly anticipated England tour. Now, they'll face India first in a mouth-watering clash in London, where Pat Cummins' men uh, will look to become the first Australian side to win an Ashes series on English soil since 2001. Uh, now, the World Test Championship final gets underway at the Oval on the 7th of June, while the first test, uh, the first Ashes test commences on the 16th of June, and you'll hear it here on SEN. A 15-player squad for the match against India will be named on the 28th of May. Now, the Australian test squad, so if you missed it yesterday, the Australian test squad is as follows. Uh, Pat Cummins, the captain, Scott Boland, Alex Carey, Cameron Green, Marcus Harris, a few question marks on that, Josh Hazelwood, Travis Head, Josh Inglis, Usman Khawaja, Manish Lubbershane, Nathan Lyon, Mitch Marsh, Todd Murphy, Matthew Renshaw, Steve Smith, the vice-captain, Mitchell Stark, and David Warner. So that is a test squad that will go over to the Ashes, the first match uh, in the Ashes being on June 16, which you'll hear on SEN. What do you make of the squad? No, there was a lot of talk about David Warner in the lead-up to this squad being announced. Uh, some people probably thought he probably should be left out after his recent form, but I think he was always going to be included in the squad. Is there someone in there that you don't think should be in there? Um, and is there someone that got overlooked that you would have had in your squad for the Ashes? What do you reckon of the Australian Test squad? And is it a squad that can beat England on English soil? First time since 2001. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Obviously, very different conditions to what we saw in India a couple of months back. But we saw Australia warm into that series is probably the nice way to um, phrase that one. So what do you reckon? Is that a squad that can beat England on home soil in the Ashes uh, starting in about six or seven weeks' time? 0457-736-736, our text number, or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Is there someone you would have liked to come into that side and maybe someone in there, or a couple of people that you don't think should have been in there? 0457-736-736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And just before a break in AFL land, I saw Gary Lyon uh, made some comments. They do not have Thursday night football uh, this week. They don't have it every w- week in there. Um, season. Rugby League, they have it most weeks. Uh, really aside from uh, State of Origin weeks, we have Thursday night footy every week. Um, and it does divide people. But the question I've got for you this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170, if you had to pick one of Thursday night football or Monday night football, which one would you prefer? This is a debate that happens every now and again. And what we may find when we get an 18th team introduced into the NRL at some point over the next three, four, five years, we may see there's going to be Thursday night footy and Monday night footy, which may sound good, but I I think it might be a bit of overkill at times. But if you had to pick one, which one would you prefer? Thursday night football or or Monday night football? uh, like I was quite, uh, I quite enjoyed Monday night footy. Look, Monday night footy was very good to watch at home. Seven PM kickoff always kicked off on time as well. Um, I, I think one of the complaints about Thursday night football is the lateness of when it kicks off. Seven fifty early on in the season, it's eight o'clock. So, what do you reckon? 
Thursday night footy or Monday night footy? Which would you prefer going into the future? Um, Thursday, and who knows? Thursday night may be around, as I say, forever. Monday night may be reintroduced. Or do you have another suggestion? Would you like to see more daytime football? Um, obviously, throughout the course of the major part of the season, uh, Thursday and Friday are all night. Um, Saturday, we get one afternoon game. And Sunday, we get, well, we get two, but the second one is played basically in darkness for the second half. Uh, once we hit winter. So what would be your ideal NRL schedule for the weekend? 0457 736 736. Would you like an earlier game on a Sunday? Maybe Monday night. Maybe no Thursday. What's your ideal NRL schedule? And do you prefer Thursday night or Monday night footy? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 That's just some of what is on the agenda on this Thursday morning. What your predictions already got a few through uh, for tonight's game. Scoreline. Who's going to win? You can give me a headline as well if you would like. The closest, and I'll save all the text, the closest will win a Char Grill Charlie voucher tomorrow. So your predictions, the scorelines. Who is going to win? Headline, 0457 736 736. Bill Harrigan, Steve Lyons, amongst others, have said that Jerome Luai should just cut his hair. If we see an incident like that again in an NRL match, should it be fair game? Should it be play on? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. The Roosters, are they a two-structured football team? Should they be let off the leash a bit? Do you agree with what... Uh, Sam Walker's family are apparently saying about the Roosters and Cooper Cronk. Or do you still, I mean, Cooper Cronk, one of the best halfbacks of all time. But uh, in my opinion, they have been structured for quite some time. What do you reckon? The Ashes squad, are you happy with it? Are they a team? Is that squad that I read out a few minutes ago the team that can beat England on home soil when the Ashes get underway in about six or seven weeks' time? Is there someone in there you would like swapped for someone that isn't in there? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. And Thursday night footy or Monday night footy? Which do you prefer? And you can go further as well. Or which would you prefer? And you can go further as well. What would be your ideal weekend of footy schedule? Would you like more afternoon footy? I, I love afternoon footy. It's very hard to beat it. It's also good watching a game at 8 o'clock at night too. So what do you reckon? What's your ideal NRL schedule? And would you prefer Thursday night? Or Monday night. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. I've got a couple of Chargrill Charlie vouchers to give away throughout the course of the show this morning as well. So jump on the open line 1300 01170. Text 0457 736 736 to your text and we'll go to America and speak to Chris Perkins next. It is 19 and a half past five. And we will have a chat to Chris Perkins in America very, very soon. Within the next two minutes, he's uh, waiting on the line. Just a couple of things before that Champions League action this morning. Uh, two matches underway. 23 minutes gone. It's into one. Leading Benfica nil. Inter leading on aggregate 3 nil. So looking like they are uh, pretty much in control of that tie. And Bayern music, uh, Bayern, Bayern music, Bayern up against Man City. Uh, it's nil all after 20 minutes. But Man City lead that one. 
uh, 3-0 on aggregate. Of course, Real Madrid uh, with their win 2-0 yesterday over Chelsea, 4-0 on aggregate. And Milan, uh, one-all draw yesterday with Napoli, but uh, won the match, won the tie 2-1 on aggregate. They are through to the semi-finals. So we will see what happens there. Uh, just before we get to Chris, just one story uh, coming out yesterday. Now, I think this is Pretty much a who cares story. However, Joseph Suetli is loyalty to the Roosters has been questioned after the boom teenager was spotted at a meeting with Rugby Australia boss Hamish McLennan yesterday morning. The pair met at the Trendy Lux Cafe well, there you go. Uh, in Wollara over coffee to discuss his move to Rugby Union on a $5 million contract in 18 months' time. Rugby Australia board member and former Wallaby Phil Wall was also there. Uh, the meeting went for at least an hour, said a customer who contacted uh, the Daily Telegraph via email. Uh, publicly, Roosters coach Trent Robinson says he is unconcerned. Uh, no issue from my side. The coach, as we know, has been comfortable all along with Suali's decision to defect to rugby. Uh, apparently, though, others at the Roosters are not so relaxed about it, especially in the build-up to a crucial game. Uh, Hamish McLennan said we were just catching up. Uh, the Roosters players were on a day off on Wednesday. Um... I don't think that is a real issue. Um, talk uh, when we saw when I saw it on social media, a few people saying, "Well, he hasn't played well the past couple of weeks." Well, I, honestly, I don't think any uh, Roosters player, well, not many, um, probably outside of Lindsay Collins and Jared Rear Hargraves, not many Roosters players have played well. Does it bother you that Joseph Suali was catching up with his future bosses? Um, yes, he's not going over there until until two thousand and twenty five, but he's got a day off. He is allowed to. Talk about his future. Um, I, I really don't see an issue. Is that a, is this a non-story or is anyone actually really bothered by the fact that he caught up with them? I, I couldn't care less. But what do you think? Is it a bad look? I don't think so. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1170 But you can disagree. If you think he shouldn't be doing that, let me know. Uh, just a text before we speak to Chris asking for your predictions tonight. Round eight of the NRL underway with the South Sydney Rabbitohs up against the Penrith Panthers. The closest to the mark with the scoreline will get a Chargrill Charlie voucher tomorrow. So send those texts in. This one from the Kingswood Welder. Top of the morning, Sir Nutshell. Yeah, to you too. I don't have a score prediction, but I am predicting tomorrow I'll be wearing a rabbit fur coat to work. Go the Panthers, says the Kingswood Welder. So I think he's saying uh, that Penrith are going to win. But your thoughts, who is going to win tonight? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Let's do this now. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And on the line is the great man, Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. Hey, if I can jump in here, I'll just say Penrith 26-22. Oh, yeah, now, see, you're starting to look now. <laughs> now, when, when we first started speaking, Chris, and this, well, 26-22, and I'll send you a Chargrill Charlie voucher as well, which you won't be able to use until you uh, visit here. However, when we first started right. speaking, Chris, uh, you were all AFL. Um, now we're trying to bring you towards, uh, well, I was going to say the light side, but that's it. It feels very good as well. But it's good. It's good. You're starting to pick up things. Penrith, of course, back-to-back premiers. You're, you're learning here on Traders News, the New South Wales, Queensland version. 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you real quick. Uh, that was just a wild guess. I know absolutely nothing about well, any of the teams. I just heard free stuff, and I thought I'd go for it. Well, Chris, 26-22, it could be a scoreline. And I tell you what, um, you should watch, you should watch it. I don't know if it's on over there. I don't know if you could watch it. but if you, or, or listen to it. It'll be on SCN. Um, so there you go. 26-22. Chris says Penrith win. Okay, I'll note that down. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight in that game. Uh, I really now do hope it is 26-22. Uh, now, where do we find you uh, in the early hours of the morning here in Sydney? Uh, baking in southwestern Georgia right now. It is a warm day down here. Uh, getting getting rather close to the Gulf Coast, but I'm sitting around all day. Uh, waiting to make a delivery that I thought I was supposed to make at 7 this morning. Turns out doesn't happen until 7 o'clock tonight. Ooh, ooh, 12 hours difference. That, that's not good. That's uh, Yeah, that, not that, good at all. That's a bit like, very different, uh, but sort of a bit like when you're waiting for someone to come around over to your house, whether it be an electrician or some, something's gone wrong, and they give you like, or a courier, they give you like an eight-hour window, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. You just have to sit around and hope that they turn up early. And usually they turn up at about one minute to three. Yeah. Here, here it's the, uh, the cable guy. Cable guy. That's okay. always yeah. the thing over here is the cable guy. Yeah. I could, I could believe that. I can believe that. And you're running off on not much sleep either. No, last couple of nights I've driven, uh, one night I was, uh, actually up until about eight thirty the next morning Ooh. because of work. And then last night, uh, or get about four hours of sleep and then uh, drive until 2 o'clock this morning Ouch. to make this delivery that I didn't have to rush down for. And I, and I love think, my scheduling. And I think I have it bad getting up at 3.30 every morning. I think, uh, I, think I prefer to leave these, <laughs> live, live these hours than uh, <laughs> live yours. Uh, now, question for you before we get on to what you wanted to talk about this morning. I was mm-hmm. talking a bit about uh, this morning about the NRL scheduling. And um, no, uh, from the world of AFL, no Thursday night footy. They don't have it every week, unlike the NRL that has it most weeks. And I've put the question out to the listers on the text line, open line, um, about would you prefer Thursday night footy or Monday night footy? And and the fact is, we may now be at a stage when we get 18 teams in the NRL, that Monday night footy gets reintroduced on a permanent basis, and we may have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday rugby league, and only a couple of days with no rugby league. But uh, you guys over there uh, in the NFL, regular Monday night footy, obviously it is slightly different uh, to compared to an NRL, but tell, talk us through the schedule of most of your mainstream sports. Yeah, in the NFL especially, we've got NFL games uh, most of the season on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm. Um, Saturday, Saturday is left empty for college football, and Friday – is the traditional night for high school football. Now, the end of the season, when there's not college football going on, the NFL will have Saturday games, uh, usually in a couple, three weeks in December, mm. uh, when college football isn't running. But, yeah, that that's just the, the way the schedule has been. Certainly, uh, Monday night football has been around since 1970. A regular Thursday night game's been a thing the last 15, 20 years um, in, in the NFL. So, uh, that that's just the way the that's just what we're used to, um, you know. And, and Monday night football, typically every week, what they they want to do is have that be the be a showpiece game mm. between two really good teams, playoff contenders, 
Now, they set the schedule at the beginning of the season, and you can't predict what's going to happen in week 14, whether you're going to wind up with a Monday night football game that stinks. Yes. Uh, but now the NFL is looking at being able to flex the Monday night football game, mm. uh, change a game from a Sunday to a Monday with, with like two weeks notice, which will be a new thing for us. That is interesting because for many, many years, and I know most people listening to this show would remember up until, I'm going to say 10 years ago, might not even be that long ago, where we had a draw put out, obviously, uh, months before the season started, but you'd actually only mm-hmm. know when games were going to be played. I think it used to be five weeks in advance, basically um, for TV um, to be able to pick the best games. Um, and then the argument was put out by uh, fans and probably the clubs as well is that they needed to plan better. And, of course, with fans, when you get interstate trips, especially these days with the price of interstate mm-hmm. flights, you want to be able to uh, plan a bit more. So we now have a draw put out for the whole 27 weeks of our competition. Um, we know what date. We know exactly when our last game is. We know who's going to be playing our last game, uh, which we didn't up until um, – well, as I say, about 10 years ago, the AFL, I'm pretty sure, are still pretty flexible on their last round. Other than that, it's all pretty much set in stone. It is interesting because occasionally, and look, usually uh, you kind of have an idea from an NRL point of view who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. But occasionally you can get to the back end of the season where you get games on. Now, every game, of course, is on Fox League, but you get games on free to air where you, they get they show three mm. games generally a weekend that mean very little. But that's sort of the risk you pay, isn't it, when you set a draw out months and months in advance? Exactly. And there have been plenty of seasons where a Week 13 game uh, in, on Monday Night Football, you've got a 3-9 a, a and nine team against a 4-8 and eight team. Mm. You know, teams that aren't going to go to the playoffs. So you've got that as your showpiece game. So uh, that's why the NFL wants that that ability to flex schedule and, and change games so they get the get the better game uh, for that particular week on the Monday night in the showpiece slot. So uh, it's something they've had for Sunday night football for the back half of the season now for a few years, and, and now they want to expand it to be able to ha- have you change nights that you play or the, the days that you play. And it is interesting, Chris, just before we get on to the NBA and the NHL, uh, Vossi, uh, one of the one half of the breakfast show here in Sydney through SCN 1170 AM has made this point, and I, I've made it too. I've lived over in the UK for a couple of years. I've uh, spent a great deal of time there. Um, it is, and it's not just a UK thing, it does happen in America, and but in Europe. But uh, you just look at the UK alone, they couldn't care less about what night of the week they play their football games because you do, well, we've got Champions League on right now, for an example, but you can be over there, um, and on a Wednesday night, a random Wednesday night, you get Premier League games kicking off at 7.30, 8pm local time, and the crowd's packed, 60, 70, 80,000 people, a lot of people, if it is on TV, watching it on TV or at the pub, there's that real care factor in the UK and Europe about what day of the week sport is on, whereas Australia is a little different where we do tend to stick where we can to weekends. Yeah, and, and you know, we want to keep it traditional. Uh, and you know, in all honesty, the Premier League does too. You don't mm. see, you'll, you'll see occasional midweek mm. fixtures uh, pre-scheduled, but a lot of the midweek fixtures in the Premier League are because of cup time, uh, because of you know, cup requirements yep. that, that force a reschedule and the weekday is the only spot you got to to fill to to be able to play that game. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the domestic league 
you know, tries to keep it traditional for the most part. You know, same as same as we do in the NFL. I mean, we've only got the one competition in the NFL too. There's no no cup or anything, no extra stuff mm. they have to do. Yeah, and uh, I think there is still such a thing. I, I love sport. I still think there would be such a thing as overkill. I think sometimes you want. Uh, to leave them wanting more, not less. Now, Chris, I haven't found it yet. The, the, the NBA, what's going on there? Yeah, we've got playoffs that started over the weekend. In fact, uh, we've got several series that have played two get their first two games of their uh, conference first round series. Uh, the the last few days, it's a great time in sport. April and May, and into June, when we got the NBA and the NHL playoffs going on, uh, but. You know, here, here's something to watch for. We've got uh, game three of the – let me pull up the schedule very quickly here. We've got uh, game three of the uh, Western Conference uh, first round uh, tomorrow. This, this, is, this has been a big storyline. The Sacramento Kings taking on the defending champion Golden State Warriors. Sacramento, who hasn't been in, a play, in the playoffs in 17 years, they're halfway to knocking out the defending world champion Warriors. Up two games to none with game three tomorrow night in San Francisco. And Draymond Green, uh, star forward for the Warriors. Uh, he's been given the night off by the NBA because he decided to channel his inner Stone Cold Steve Austin in game two and tried to stomp, stomp a mud hole in a Kings player. Uh, yes. I uh, literally yes. stomped on Sabonis. Mm. Uh, he got a flagrant two thrown out of the game. NBA came down yesterday, said, uh, Draymond, take the night off on Thursday. We don't need, we, you don't need to show up to Chase Center on Thursday night. So the Warriors are in deep, deep trouble against a very talented, very young Sacramento Kings team. So, and it is pretty much a must win game for, for Sacramento or for, excuse me, for Golden State on, on Thursday night. But, uh, uh, tonight we've got three NBA games. Lakers go for a two-game lead in Memphis. The Memphis Grizzlies, the two-seed in the West, lost game one. Game two is tonight. Questions about John Morant. He injured his hand in game one. Uh, not sure if he's going to be able to go. They say it's a soft tissue injury. Same thing for the Bucks. Milwaukee, the top seed in the East, down a game to Miami. Game two in Milwaukee tonight. And questions about Giannis, the big superstar for Milwaukee. Hurt his back, had to leave the game in the second quarter of game one, didn't return. Heat wound up winning and have a chance to go two games up going home for game three, which would be massive for Miami. And uh, you'd have to say Milwaukee would be on upset alert at that point. And Denver up a game. They take on Minnesota later tonight as well mm. in their game two. Sounds good. And NHL. Uh, NHL, uh, we've got to have the first game, eight games of the playoffs. Every series has played game number one, uh, and a lot of a lot of intriguing results in in the first two days of the of the playoffs. We had two overtime games uh, on Monday night in the West, in the Western Conference. Minnesota came back, beat Dallas three two in overtime. LA beat Edmonton four three in double overtime, and the Oilers were up three one with ten minutes to go. Lost the lead, wound up losing the game in two overtime periods. And then last night, we had all four road teams win by multiple goals. Uh, New York, the Rangers beat New Jersey 5-1. Toronto got absolutely smoked 
by the three-time defending Eastern Conference champion Tampa Bay, seven to three. And if you want to hear, if you want to hear some entertaining radio, uh, check out Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto, because Toronto fans. Uh, they don't take losses easily, and it's a playoff series. And Tampa Bay or Toronto hasn't won a playoff series since 2004, so everybody in Toronto is losing their mind right now. So if you want to be entertained, just a thought. Never, never telling anybody to turn off SEN. Just add that to the to your listening package. Uh, Winnipeg beat Vegas 5-1, and the Seattle Kraken, second year in existence, first ever playoff game. All they did last night was beat the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche 3-1 in Denver. So they're up a game in in that uh, Western Conference first-round series. So lots of playoff action. We have more tonight uh, in hockey and in basketball. Very, very good. Now, just a text here before we let you go, Chris. Uh, This one says, Chris will have enough time waiting to make his delivery that he can install an eighth TV monitor on his dash to watch the Panthers tonight. So there you go. Our sisters are always thinkers. It's a matter of uh, where is it at on my TV service uh, right now. And by the way, uh, speaking of watching stuff, Manchester City just got a penalty kick in the 37th minute for a handball. <laughs> Thank you. Because really... I've got the game on my I got the got the game on my iPad right now. Uh, yes, I believe that Fox Sports uh, is available. In a, uh, they show some NRL games, or there is, of course, mm-hmm. um, the Watch NRL app. Chris, you can just download that, pay your subscription, uh, and away you yeah. go. So there you go. Uh, I've solved it yeah, for by you. The way, by the way, Erling. By the way, Erling Holland just missed the penalty. He blazed it over the bar. Ah, that is a missed the penalty. No, no, on the night. That's disappointing. Okay, thank you, Chris. Uh, watch that game. So 26-22, Penrith uh, going to beat South Sydney. I look forward to your review of that uh, next week. Um, and we will speak. We're actually going to swap things up a bit next week, obviously with next Tuesday being Anzac Day. We'll get you on on Tuesday. Uh, John Gallo, I'm not going to wake up early on a public holiday uh, at 5.30 a.m on Tuesday, so we'll have a chat with him on Monday just for next week. So, Chris, we will chat Tuesday, which will give you plenty of time to get your review in for the Penrith Panthers-South Sydney game. Perfect. Sounds good. You have a good day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris Perkins on the line from America with all things American sport, a bit of EPL, a bit of Champions League, um, and a bit of NRL as well thrown into it as he waits to make his delivery. All right, we'll take a break on the other side of this. And we do that, by the way, for Ken Arts Hire. Uh, Head into Ken Arts Hire for their two-for-one offer. I did feel, though, that he wasn't overly keen to watch the NRL tonight which is disappointing. We need to get him into the NRL. All right, we'll take a break. On the other side of this, we'll get to your text. 0457 736 736. Predictions for tonight. Uh, Jerome Luai and his hair. Next time that should happen, well, that happens, should that just be play on? Are the Roosters too structured? Um, the Ashes squad, are you happy with it? Are you not happy with it? And what would you prefer, Thursday night footy or Monday night footy? Or what would you prefer? Would you prefer a different NRL schedule entirely? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Your text next. It is 17 minutes to 6. 
to your text now. Yeovil Treeman, his prediction tonight. Hi, Dan. Rabbitohs 20 to 14. Latrell White on the money in win over the Panthers. Yes, lots of news about Jack White and potentially going to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He was interviewed yesterday. He sort of dismissed it. We'll see what happens. Thank you, Yeovil Treeman. Uh, this from Simbaz. Hi, Dan. Haircut would help, but it's his choice to have it long. Yes, correct. Intentional hair pull is a penalty. Handful of jersey with some hair as play on. I agree. Personally, feel like Walker's family, this is Sam Walker's family, aren't helping him in being so public with their criticism of his employers. Yes, agree with that as well. I think some stuff needs to be kept in-house. Dan says, good morning, Dan. Okay, can we ask the question about Robo and his halves coaching? 2013, Maloney and Pierce win the comp, but it's mainly SBW, RTS, Jennings and Maloney. After that, he couldn't work with either Pierce or Maloney. Maloney goes on to win a comp at Cronulla and mentor Penrith, Cleary, Luai and Burton. Pierce gets shafted for Cronk and Cronk masterminds 18 and 19 with Keary. Since then, he's had Hastings, Flanagan, highest point scorer in 2020. Lamb went to England and now Walker. Does Robbo know how to coach halves or is it Cronk's failure as a mentor? First Brody Croft, then Flanagan, now Walker. Interesting text, Dan. Really interesting text. That's uh, uh, Look, I'm sure he can coach halves. But it is an interesting point of view, um, and it's one to ponder. Great text, Dan. Well done. Uh, you will get a Char Grill Charlie vouchers for that text. Great text. Uh, this one, no name on it, um, but uh, this one, uh, sorry, it's from Will uh, from Run Corner. Uh, Monday night footy is a big no. School night at the beginning of the week. Kids need sleep and games finish too late. Almost, uh, also, most local teams have kids training. Kids and parents can't watch. So most your audience is committed and misses games. Uh, and he also says uh, Panthers 19, Rabbitohs 14 tonight. So thank you for that one. Um, and this one before a break, and we'll get to more after the other uh, on the other side of the break. Thursday night, Monday's the start of the week, not the end of the round. Cody and Luai to get into a fight tonight. Panthers to win. Thank you for that. We'll finish off with a few more texts in a sec. It's coming up to 10 to 6. Now, before I forget, a big hello to Kane, who brought me into the studio this morning. Big fan of SEN. So I hope you're enjoying the show, Kane. A couple of more texts before I'm out of here. This from Andy. I hate Monday night uh, football. Uh, this round needs to be finalised by Sunday. The round needs to be finalised by Sunday. Yep. Agree with that. That's fair enough. Uh, this one, Thursday v Monday night football, neither. Games finish too late for the kids and most local clubs will have training on those nights. So the audience is significantly reduced. We love our footy. Keep it readily available to watch. Friday, Saturday and Sunday offer this. Thank you. And on the Ashes squad, hi, Dan. Quite a predictable uh, cricket squad. Aussies have the bowling attack for the English conditions with plenty of capable backups playing in county country cricket. Uh, should entry hit, the biggest challenge is the batter's ability to counter the moving ball. Saying that, the Kookaburra ball will be used against India. Uh, so first game may not be the best lead up to the Ashes for the batsman. Thank you for all your texts this morning. Breakfast coming up in Queensland with Pat and Heels. They'll be joined by Australian selector George Bailey and also Broncos assistant Matt Ballon. Vossi and Brandy for listeners through SCN 1170 AM. Ronaldo Molotalo from the Cronulla Sharks and Terry Lamb will join them as well. Plus Michael Carianis with all the latest NRL headlines. And Wally, the stats man as usual on a Thursday. Thank you for your company today. I'll be back with you for the final time this week tomorrow from 5 News and then breakfast. Have a great Thursday.